Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. is that anyone attempting to leave them out should be shot on sight. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. Uh, what do I say now? <laughs> Damn you, Alan, for going to school. This is your job. The introduction is Alan's job. <sighs> yes, folks, why isn't Alan here? We're recording this on the 9th of September. You'll probably be hearing it by then. Alan will be settled in and probably back recording with us. But for now, there's just Brad and myself. Good evening, Brad. Hello, everyone. So, early in the morning for you again? Yeah, we pushed back to 5.30 this time, so I get a little bit of a sleep in. <laughs> it makes all the difference, that extra half hour. It does, even though I woke up at half an hour early and turned, <laughs> <laughs> turned over. Oh, did the alarm go off? Okay, tonight's episode is Origin. I suppose technically the third part of uh, the opening trilogy to Season 9. Yes, the introduction of the Ori. They're a very good bad guy at that. Well, you can't beat shaven head and pale skin. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's the eyes the dulled eyes get it. do it to me uh, yeah could be uh, zombie eyes oh zombies I watched that World War Z the other day <laughs> from what I've read should have probably stuck to the book <laughs> it was an interesting movie a lot of movies don't take into the fact that the horror movies exist um, yeah the classic don't go into the dark room or if they've seen a horror movie you know you know you're not going to have mobile phone signal <laughs> Yeah, I want to say that's one of the one of the great things about Stargate is that they do keep the cultural references relevant. Mm. So when Jack jumps in his fighter, he wants to be red, <laughs> do the Death Star trench run against Anubis, it all fits. And you think, yeah, that's right, you know, that's what we will be doing. You know, we've got a night in, get the, get the pieces in and we'll watch Star Wars. Mm. I think it just adds that extra level of depth to a show that if you're referencing something that people will understand instead of trying to make up your own, own mythology. Even the um, Wizard of Oz references. Yeah. You can pick them up straight away. Jack will make an appearance in tonight's episode. Brief, but significant. I didn't see that bit. Didn't you? Watched the first half hour of it last night. Yeah, didn't get the far into it. Okay, then. You're in for a little surprise. Shouldn't have ruined it for you. Yes. <laughs> well, they've never been shy about it, have they? Mm. And I still don't know why, for love me, why they can't call one of them ships the Enterprise. Because Paramount would throw a fit. <laughs> oh, I'm just going back to the first shuttle that they brought out. They had such fan... Yeah, exactly. So many people put in court the Enterprise, and they did. Yeah, that was NASA. Yeah. <laughs> that was excellent publicity for Paramount. Well, yeah, that's it. A rival studio, nicking the name, is yeah. a totally different matter. We got the joke. You know, yeah. it didn't really need to be caught. You know, they got the joke without having to pay any rights for it. They use it a couple of times, too. Like, we get it in later on in Atlantis as well. Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, what's hinted at, I think Rodney wants to call it that, but he's shot down pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney never gets much luck naming things. No. Hi, 
everyone. I'm Shannon, and I'm here with my sister, Susie. And together we are the hosts of Hexed Sisterhood of the Supernatural. We are podcasting our way through Supernatural TV from a paranormal perspective. From our standby sibling staple of Supernatural. To the trysts of true blood. From high school drama and love triangles of Vampire Diaries. To the troubles of Haven. From sensuous succubus of Lost Girl. To the true adventures of Ryan of Paranormal State. We love it all and more. We always have something to watch. And something to talk about. So join us in our paranormal adventures over at hexpodcast.blogspot.com. Vampires, werewolves, succubi, fairy folk, ghosts, spirits, and magic. And the women and men who seek them out are all welcome. We'll see you through the audio veil. All Supernatural TV. All the time. So, Origin. <laughs> yes, Origin. Okay, then, we'll do uh, the standard 3 two, one countdown. I might even cut and paste Alan's Irish 3 two, one because I can't remember what it is. I wouldn't dream of actually trying to repeat it. You all ready, Brad? I am. Okay, then. 3, 2, 1, clicky. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Right, here we go. A little bit of swordplay. The bracelets, of course. And Daniel looks like a happy man. He's always happiest when he's translating a manuscript. Yeah, he's back in his prime now. <laughs> Lounging in the treasure. Yeah. Dr. Lee, always a genius, full of bright ideas. And that was a lot of treasure. I wonder if they've just got a big box or a big bin at the back lot full of treasure. I'm pretty yeah. sure they said that some of them were chocolate coins. <laughs> well, it makes sense. If you want a, a few thousand coins, you know... Get chocolate ones. Mm. I imagined when I pictured a civilization of gate builders. You're not allowed to investigate your own history? If such a history contradicts the Book of Origin. They're heretics. What if these gods, the, the Ori, are the people left behind by the Altarans? You think they ascended? You've got to admit that is pretty good insight there by Vala. We keep hidden those artifacts which prove our claims in case one or more of us are discovered. Daniel! Now we talked during the Defiant one how dark it was with the suicide. Yeah, this is really more brutal. But still, extra crispy. You will come with me. Okay. No argument from me, mate. Lead the way. That's a nice effect, that is. Mm. Very clear water. No pollution on that world. Where are we? The plains of Celestis. And that? City of the Gods. Well, it's good it does that too, because when they get there now, you don't tell it's water. That is a pretty good green screen and map effect. Mm. You know it's fake. It looks nice. Tell me who you are. I am a prior of the Ori. And what is that? In time. All in due time. <laughs> Hope they wipe the feet. <laughs> Leaving wet footprints across the carpet. Mm. That would have been good continuity. <laughs> yeah, big wet drag mark behind it from a dress. <laughs> Automatic doors. At least they open smoothly. Yeah, not like uh, Star Trek, the original series. With, you know, kind of wobble, wobble. Fits and starts. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just wait here. Is that what we're going to do? And we don't know where this settlement is or this planet. Mm. Pretty sure it's the uh, existing sand dunes. What's left of them. Yep. I'm going to say that's practical gate too. Yeah, looks like it. Uh, this Ori is uh, Larry Cedar, an American actor, who shaved his head for the part, then half his scenes were done with a hood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that simple's different. 
the first prior in the uh, Milky Way galaxy. Yeah. It's a bit worrying. Yep. Hallowed are the Ori. All hail our alien overlords. <laughs> okay then, we're into the title sequence, which doesn't look as good as the old one, if you ask me. That's really bad. <laughs> no, I don't mind the gate spinning behind the characters for the introductions, but yeah, just that early fly around the gate, that's probably the worst CG they've done the whole series. <laughs> Problem was, the old title sequence was that good. Mm. Okay then, Origin, Season 9, Episode 3, Gatecast Episode 196. Written by Robert C. Cooper, directed by Brad Turner. Got its US premiere July the 29th, 2005. The UK got it October the 25th. The Canadians November the 24th. The Australians July the 13th, 2006. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had to wait a while, didn't you? <laughs> Series with episodes of the same title. Angel, Transformers, Songs from the Inside, Galapagos and Something Swart. <laughs> I haven't heard of uh, two of those shows, but not to worry. Both Daniel and Vala's vitals have been stable for two hours now. What about disconnecting them from the device? Dr. Lee has been unable to remove the stones. We haven't tried C4 yet, sir. <laughs> C4 to blow the stones apart. He's channeling Jack. I recommend we proceed with caution. I understand. But if one or both of them run into trouble again, I'm ordering you to take whatever action is necessary to shut that thing down. Alexa's looking good. Mm-hmm. They didn't really use her enough in these next two seasons. No. Although, to be fair, Janet was in and out as well. What can you tell me about this Garrett fella? <laughs> uh, he was on DS9. <laughs> oh, do you mean another Garrett? Yeah, this is a problem, isn't it, Tilk? You, you fight for freedom and you, you look at democracy and all of a sudden you, you find you've got leaders that you don't want, but you've got to stick by them. Yep. Hubrock was an ally of Braytax and would have supported our desire to reform the Jaffa nation with democracy. However, approximately four months ago, Hubrock disappeared. You think Garrick had something to do with it? Mm, though no evidence has been uncovered. <laughs> well, that's a bit suspicious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that the more traditional ways aren't overly keen on female Jafar either. No. Tilk had enough trouble with it, and he's rather progressive. Mm. Well, that makes him one of the most powerful guys out there, at least that we know of. I suppose I should meet him face to face. I will extend your invitation. I do love Bo's hair. <laughs> I didn't have hair that good 20 years ago. Yes, we will use this shot again. Yep. Yes, we will use this shot again. Yep. Our department's gone crazy, haven't they? <laughs> I was going to say, there's some big candles. <laughs> Seriously, do you really want him to look down your dress? That's one way to do it, isn't it? <laughs> Can't be more overt about it. No. I love a good yarn. As I say, Daniel's been around a bit, you know. They all seem to teach meditation on one's worth and significance. The path of righteousness towards a, a state of higher being. Well, that's not, not wax anyway. Donate the props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the only real apple on the fruit bowl. Mm. I'm starving. I wonder how many cuts there are where she grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a problem when, you, when you're eating and acting. you got to make sure that when it comes to your turn to talk, you ain't got a mouthful. <laughs> Choke. <laughs> Fire became associated with demonic imagery, things that are evil, hell, not heaven. And? I'm just wondering if the ancients had something to do with that. Begone, evil temptress, Valor the seducer. Just have a bite of my apple, darling. And see how it all turns out. Oh, she's got the right idea. <laughs> Especially a book that big. <laughs> yeah, I'd apple. 
Somewhere I don't think the uh, Ori are really going to be that worried about eating an apple. Why is the fruit there? You've got the feeling that the priors really aren't into eating. We didn't do it, I promise. We are connected to these people, Herod and Salas, by means of a communication device that was brought to our galaxy a long time ago by a race of people called the Alterans. Yeah, just a reminder that these aren't Valor and Daniel, mm. physically. We meant no harm. Um, we're explorers. You know of others in Varega? Don't say anything, Daniel. Don't say anything. Unbelievers. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you want us to tell on people who don't believe in the all right? Devotion is rewarded. Those who stray must be guided back to the path. Seems to me those who stray get burnt to death. See, this has got to be fake. Why would there be fruit that's earth fruit? I've got a feeling that this is all a construct for their benefit. Mm. Why do they need us to tell them who believes in them and who doesn't? You or I need nothing from us. <laughs> it is we who must seek the truth of the universe in order to achieve enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's heard this. I tell you, this room gets used a lot. Especially in this season. That is a nice little prop, though. No Not a little prop, a big prop. Yeah, whoever brought it from the prop auction would know because they would have got it shipped to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do. Sir, just got a report from Dr. Lindsay. Now they mentioned Dr. Lindsay, who was one of the candidates that Mitchell interviewed in Avalon. Oh. You were the one that uh, talked a lot <laughs> and translated everything he said. You can love down there then. A missionary of sorts came through the gate yesterday and started spouting a religion we haven't encountered before. I mean, not that we, we have a problem with people exploring different faiths. Of course you don't. No way the American administration would worry about the religion of the people they're dealing with. Bring about desperation if people don't learn to fend for themselves. A lot of these, uh, shall we say, sheltered civilizations. Yep. <laughs> yeah, perilous times. They'll come to understand that they've bitten off quite a bit. I mean, when this series started and they encountered the gold. Oops. Hmm. <laughs> How are we going to handle this? But the Ori are really a whole generation ahead, power-wise. Yeah. They take on the mantle of gods, rightly so. Yeah. I'd say they're not gods in the, uh, you know, like the traditional sense, but they do have the power. Hmm. Amica was forgiven his transgression and found his way back to the path. I can't take much more of this. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but um, if you brought us here to try and convert us, I think it's fair to tell you that we're really not in the market for new gods. The will of the Ori brought you here. Ah. <laughs> Come on, Daniel. We need a plan. Uh, well, great. That, 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 that would be great. Speak, and they shall hear you. Uh. Okay, Caleb. You can torture us all you want with your rhetoric, but we're not going to crack. Well, I might. But we're not going to tell you anything, because we don't know anything. Am I right? Uh, can I talk to your boss? Um, the, uh... Uh... The impact is kind of lost when you have to look up an entry. The docile. Um, the, the one who's, who speaks the word of the Ori. Uh, like Aegidius of Valder, I need to speak things that can only be spoken in the light of the fire. See, this is Daniel. You know, he's found a way in because he's been willing to read mm. and study the enemy. Which makes you wonder, he had enough time to read half the book to know that that was there. Well, it's probably got the order of things in the, you know, in the opening chapter or something. The Ori, the Doci, the Priors, mm. Minions. 
Woman, stay behind. <laughs> know thy place. <laughs> you be careful, she's probably nicking off the stuff in the room. <laughs> That's one thing they need, minions running around. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> banana. Speaking of red leader, that symbol on the flags looks very familiar. Very, um... Yeah. Louis Gossett Jr. Now, that's a guest star. Mm. Hilk knows it. He's not going to get as much screen time this episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> as he lay there, dying in the sun, the sands of the desert all around him, Petrus spoke to the rock. Scripture. Yeah. It's got to be true, because the book says so. Mm. And the rock wept tears of fresh water, and his thirst was quenched. There was a little concern over the fact that priors are supposed to be blind, so how was he reading from the book? <laughs> Pointed out, of course, that the prior would know the book by heart. Oh, yeah, not back and forth. And you, too, may find the path to enlightenment. And a man has no greater thing under the sun than to eat, drink, and be merry. There's Dr. Lindsay, played by Penelope Corrin. Hmm. <laughs> My grandma was a bit of a Bible thumper. Weekends at grandma meant long... Long Sundays at St. Hilda's Church of the Grand Epiphany. <laughs> yes, where a minute lasts an eternity. How you doing? I am a prior of the Ori. This is that explains everything. Yep. Your arrival here was foreseen. How did he get there, though? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, sure enough, they've probably got zero-point modules and the power to do it, but there's, uh... And he just strolled out. They've only just found out that the Milky Way is populated. Mm. You know, they've never looked for that. They've been able to find and identify a gate, get its address. Create a power source to do it, a DHD to do it. See, we don't even know if they've got Stargates in that galaxy. We haven't seen one yet. You'd think they wouldn't. There's no need for the people to travel. Mm. Each planet, each community would be, you know, self-contained. They're kept at a low level, technology-wise, to preserve the zoo, if you will. Mm. And we know the prize communicate to each other through the staff, so... Once one's dropped on a planet, he's there for the rest of his life. The revelation of your destiny. Okay then, that's pretty ominous. Nice effect. Mm. Found it odd though, in a later episode, Cameron's all, oh this is my 100th trip through the gate. Whereas this is his first trip through the gate, they never went off world in the first two episodes and he doesn't even bring it up once. That's bloody brilliant. <laughs> Ooh. Uh-oh. So this prior is his PA. Dosa. Leave us. Ooh. <laughs> How do you get yourself into these messes, Daniel? Hello, I'm... Uh... Daniel checks. Right. From the planet Earth. Okay. <laughs> you know okay, strange. You were born to judge your your star sign is this, and hmm. you're going to have a bad day. It would have been good if he'd brought up ancient pyramids, landing platforms for alien ships. Yes. <laughs> I read your book. It was useless. It was rubbish. <laughs> a prior has been dispatched to the place from whence you come. Really? Uh, you can you can do that. I thought we were in another galaxy. It is the will of the Ori that we should spread origin to all those blessed by their creation. The Dosai is played by the British actor Julian Sands. He's been in Dexter, 
Smallville. He played Jor-El in Smallville. Also been in 24, Law and Order, Ocean's 13, and the cracking movie Warlock. <laughs> I think that was the first time I saw him in a movie. They may not see your way as the only way. The power and the greatness of the Ori cannot be denied. Those who reject the path to enlightenment must be destroyed. Right. I was afraid of that. Uh-oh. To be fair, Louis put a bit of weight on after he slowed down acting-wise, didn't he? Hmm, definitely a leader. Oh yeah, very commanding presence. Hmm. He was born in 1936, American actor. He's been in Enemy Mine, he was in the original Roots and Iron Eagle. He currently has 13 movies and TV shows that are either in post-production, pre-production or have been completed. <laughs> Very busy actor. So what, that puts him in his 60s? You say 37. 77. He looks good. Well, he's obviously still working. Yeah, this was, uh, what, seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, so he was 70 when he made this, so he's looking damn good. Mm. The Jaffa was a fool in every respect. He did not deserve an honorable death. I see. What? <laughs> okay. Unscheduled incoming wormhole. <laughs> see what this is about. Uh, Tilk, please escort our guests to the briefing room. The Book of Origin says, those who seek the path to enlightenment must not be led astray. See, that can be interpreted a number of different ways. You've done all this before, haven't you, Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> You've had this argument before with people who consider themselves to be gods or minions of gods. Minions. I like minions. It's a good <laughs> word. Daniel doesn't believe at the moment. Mm. Well, as he said, he's saying, he's saying it all. He knows that people have um, acted as gods before. Yeah. Power, understanding. Not enough for you to revere the Ori. Respect, yes, certainly, but that doesn't mean I would murder innocent people in their name. I guess what I'm trying to understand is whether the Ori have spoken to you directly and told you to worship them, or whether you've misinterpreted some evidence you found along the way and developed this religion on your own. He's basically considering these people to be the same as the ancients. Mm. He hasn't quite grasped the dynamics of their existence. Mm, not yet. <laughs> He'll get there. And that's something the ascended beings I know very clearly seem to understand. Don't get me wrong, I mean, we should all be trying to better ourselves. I mean, if, if ascension really is the ultimate end we're trying to achieve, then so be it. But we should all be allowed to get there or not of our own free will. Now, that's aggressive listening. Kill me for saying that, but that is what I believe in. Nothing you say or do will ever change my mind. Mm. <laughs> I better show you this, then. Come. Right then, Daniel's uh, talked himself into an audience with the gods. I imagine that uh, the docile hasn't taken this step for a very long time. Mm. All those flames were originally going to be rear projection. Couldn't really get it to work. They ended up putting of light behind there, then CGI in the shadows on the floor because all the lights from the grates were just too much. Huh. Death to your... You can, underst you, you can understand why TV shows budget can just run wild. Mm. You know, the thing, rear projection, simple, effective, it doesn't work, so they have to create the light with actual lights, and then the shadows it causes are too much, so they've got to <laughs> wipe out the shadows in post and add shadows in. Yeah, yep, step back. It looks a bit like the fire caves in Deep Space Nine. Only that you believe what you see and know to be true. 
recognize this is just a friendly meeting, but on behalf of our planet's leaders, I've been asked to present a few thoughts for you to consider. Don't want to turn that alarm off. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly looking forward to an official treaty between our world and the Jaffa nation. Who is that? I suppose the general's right in being open with Garrett. Lieutenant Colonel Mitchell, SG-12, and a gentleman we encountered on another planet who claims that he represents some gods called the Ori. Fortunately, the, the more you... the hell's My iPad. Damn volume. <laughs> the volume's not even up. I've got a glitch. Oh, got to mention Garrick's kind of first prime, Yap Yeah, played by Gardner Miller. He's been in Fringe, Smallville, Alcatraz, X-Files and Millennium. But if we don't continue to work together, the victory that we both worked so long and hard for could result in chaos. Uh, just remind me, that's a bad thing, right? We are Aura. And you instruct these people to worship you. We are their creators. All who follow the path will join us in enlightenment. Do you know who the Alterans are? Those who abandon the path are evil. Evil? Why? They shielded you. Really? I didn't really think they did much of anything for us, but I guess I was wrong. The truth of the universe has been obstructed. Again, this was a, a problem they talked about in the commentary. Robert C. Cooper and Jim Menard, DP and writer. How do you get a fire being to look realistic when he comes out of a fire pit? Hmm. Yeah, they do it really well at the end of the series, but still haven't got fire mastered properly here. The biggest problem is fire and water. Hardest things for yeah. them to animate. Now, the argument that he's making is reasonable. Yep. We're open. We'll tell you everything. No secrets. Unfortunately, as we come to learn, they tell you everything, but you don't benefit from it. Hmm. Figured you might say that. Are you sure there's nothing you can do? If you help us out here, I guarantee we'll be more receptive to those stories you want to tell. Call it a miracle if you want. When Hanno Amir fell from above and learned to fly on the way down, that was a miracle. He has faith. Yep. I can't do anything that I'm not told to by the gods. Is he grinning? Hmm. That like looked a, little, a bit... Yeah, a little smirk there. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, the more you... That was... My iPad. Damn volume. <laughs> the volume's not even up. I've got a glitch. Oh, got to mention Garrick's kind of first prime, Yap Yeah, played by Gardner Miller. He's been in Fringe, Smallville, Alcatraz, X-Files and Millennium. I wish to hear his claims and challenge him. Ooh. Mm. Uh, gonna be trouble here. Yeah. You serious? Or Eyes, played by Mark Houghton. This is his second time on the show. Been in Battlestar, Smallville, Seven Days, Millennium and Profiler. Mm. Once again, the set designers went to work on this. Yeah. Art department, like all the stonework. What's going on? This is bad. Worse than being burnt to death? It appears our ascended ancients in the aura have a slight difference of opinion. You know it's probably styrofoam, <laughs> carved foam, yeah. Incredible painters and mm. artists. Just don't lean on the wall. <laughs> well, to be fair, apart from the old boulder that rocked when you were into it, you know, these sets are pretty solid. Mm. The Ori seem to think that our ancients are evil because they haven't shared the secrets of the universe with us. Well, I hate secrets, at least the ones I don't know. See, the problem is the Ori now know our galaxy is inhabited by humans because of us. I refuse to accept the blame for that. Curiosity is part of human nature. If the ancients knew that the Ori was so bad, why didn't they stop us from coming here? Free will. Exactly. Where do you think they bought them candles from? They're big candles. Yeah. <laughs> the ancients may be protecting us from the Ori, but not their human followers. 
Yes, good point, Daniel. Yeah. If anybody from our galaxy wants to worship the Ori, apparently that's our choice. And they won't stop Priors from coming through the gate because apparently they've already sent one. But the Ori have given Priors special powers and that's not fair. They're still human. They do have track record for not lifting a finger when it comes to humans being slaughtered. Yeah. And there's no Omar around to help us at all. No. People don't see the light, it's going to be... What are we going to do? I don't know. I'm starting to think that sending Priors is just the beginning. We could be talking crusade here. We need to warn Earth. We need to get out of these people. Yeah, first things first. Come on, how many times would you hear that? Normally it's, we've got to get out of these clothes, out of these uniforms, not out of these people. Yeah. It is a funky costume, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't look very manoeuvrable in it. Bozy doesn't need to be. Mm. Let its cleansing mark forever the beginning of a new age. Evil has raised a great many unbelievers in a far-off place. They must be shown. The path. Hallowed are the Ori. Hallowed are the Ori. Oh, well, that's not good. Yeah. The old village has been infected. Only one way to uh, deal with that. <laughs> He's probably thinking, phew, it's hot in here. Hello. Good looking carrots. Hmm. And welcome to Gardener's Question Time. Giant carrots. All hallowed are the Ori. Why did he bring us back here? Everything's back to normal. I think he's using us to weed out any other heretics that might be here. I still don't get why they are. I just don't do it themselves. They're supposed to be gods. Aren't gods all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful? Well, the universe is infinite, remember? Apparently that's a lot to keep track of. We're safe, aren't we? Reset button. <laughs> yeah. Within reason, they are. Mm. They can't know something that they don't know. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. If you're omnipotent and omniscient, then uh, you are gods. I get the feeling the Ori let their devout followers do their enforcing for them. It's... A quick glimpse of April Tellick and Stephen Park as Alice and Harrod. To remind you there. Just point out that when what happens happens, that two people are going to die. Mm. That might be our best way to contact Earth and warn them about what we know. How? Well, Fannis said that his sect had found other artefacts. You think they also have a terminal device to go with the stones? If they do, and we can find it and hook up the stones, maybe we can get this communication thing going both ways. Right. Yeah. Yes, Vala, you go both ways. Mm. <laughs> How do we make contact with Fannis without giving him away? We can't. Tricky. Yep. You do not believe in a higher power? Well, it's complicated. There are a lot of different points of view about that subject around here. Jafar have recently shed the dominance of false gods that have enslaved us for many generations. But many have long believed in the path to enlightenment. Origin will guide you on this path. And those who revere its wisdom shall be uplifted. Yes, religion, a very touchy subject. Yeah, good luck explaining that to someone. <laughs> oh, right. the politician. He's not going to burn his bridges. That's it. I'm doing you a favour. Yep. Like the missionary to the Afghan natives, you know. Right, yeah, we're, we're here to better your life. It's a pretty big village. I suspect that Furness and his gang did a reasonable job hiding their sacrilegious artifacts. Well, we have to do something. My guess is it's suspicious if you go uh, calling in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Okay then, people. Someone invent porch lights. Hallowed are they or I? And here's Panis. No, no, no! Panis! You shouldn't have come. They're using us to get to you. So I suspected. Either that or you've truly come to see the power of the Ori. Bloody likely. You have to leave. Really? If I can help you speak the reality of our existence to your people, maybe one day in turn they will spread that word back here. There you go, folks. The plot for the next two seasons. 
you said you had other artifacts besides the stones. I'll show you. No, just tell me. Now we're looking for a large dome-shaped object with a blue crystal on top. The stones fit inside of it. You've got to admire him. He's seen Salis burn to death, brought back to life, disappear, come back, and he still doubt the Ori. Yeah. All those who believe as we do have known for some time that we may give our lives for our cause. We can only hope one day the truth comes to bear as a result. Ah, yep. that's supposed to make us feel a little bit better. Mm. It's one thing to rally against a religion that can't show you very physical proof of a godlike being. Totally different when you know there's a godlike being out there. Mm. Again, when you just see someone brought back to life after being burned alive. Yeah, you go, okay, I, I can live with this. You sort of drop down on one knee. Yeah, will my life be any different? Probably not. Mm. Let's go along with it. Granted, I have to pray for five hours a day and it kills my knees. Well, that's, yeah, you're going to lose some time in the mornings. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't work. One thing about ancient, their batteries are brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, uh, something just happened. Whoop, oh, he's back. They're back. <laughs> Wake up, Daniel. Wake up. You're home. There's no place like home. Oh, God. They're back in their bodies. Everything's gonna be all... Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, a bit of choral music. Mm. Evil, evil. Soaking up the power as well. Nice shot. Like the staff producing most of the light. Yeah. Very omen-like, isn't it? Mm. That sort of music. Well, you said you'd die for this, just not quite so soon, eh? Yep. And the people shall deliver the wicked unto your divine judgment, where their sins shall be weighed in balance with all that is just and true. There is no arguing against this. No. No reason at all. You can't take these around the negotiating table. They're as far removed from the gold as you can get. The Ori are great. I love the Ori. <laughs> Don't burn me again. <laughs> then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. <laughs> oh, I've already been here once today. Yeah. Oh, here he is. The uh, local mayor or whatever he is. Greg Anderson is playing the administrator. Glorious are the Ori, who lead us to salvation, who did fight the evil that would doom us to mortal sin. He's probably going, ooh, I get to burn her again. Yeah. And now, with the strength of our will, they do call upon us to prevail against the corruption of all unbelievers. Oh. Second time's the charm. <laughs> the Ori do not shield this knowledge as others might. Selfish in their powerful advantage. They lead you to their realm with the path that is laid out in the Book of Origin. All you need do is follow their teachings. I like it. The, you know, the wheat, the pitch, suits the conditions of the Milky Way. They know that the uh, ancients, the Alterans, were here. Yeah. They woke up just for a moment and then they lost consciousness again. They say anything? Yes, they did. <laughs> Definitely one person you will never convert. <laughs> Daniel wasn't to wait long, but he gave him a lot of information. Yep. And be with you in the end of ends on the plains of enlightenment. 
I would have thought a Zat gun would have been more appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, 9 mils don't... <laughs> I suppose they would have been on hand. Very sorry. We've just received some information about our visitor here that demands we take every precaution. We'll have to take the staff, sir. <laughs> oh, overly optimistic. And you'll have to come with us. I demand to know what you've learned. All I wish to do is spread the word of the Ori to your world. Actually, that was never going to happen. Then I must leave at once. That's not going to happen either. Oh dear, here we go again. Yeah. Oh well, the flock is gathered. Hallowed are the Ori. <laughs> uh oh. Step back, lads. Step back. Uh, good practical effect. And when they filmed this, he nearly burnt the camera because we were that close to the uh, flaming. <laughs> okay. He's the sort of person you can't really lock up and put in chains. No. Smoking boots? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, but come on. What else are you going to play when you've got a bit of dead air? Things aren't looking good for Daniel and Valor this time around. There's not going to be a prior sent by the Ori to rescue them. There is a good crowd, so that's a bonus. Same as before, only this time it's both of them. Now, now, now hold on. This device draws its power directly from subspace. It'll react very badly to an explosion. You can't blow it up. Perhaps we should send it to the Stargate. Genius. Uh, no, well, it also uses subspace to communicate with another galaxy across the universe. I mean, there's no reason to believe that Daniel and Bala won't stay connected to it, even from another planet. I have a different idea. Tell them to start dying in the gate. Where to? Wherever. Catch up, Dr. Lee. They've got another plan. Wherever. Yeah, it's another reason for Tilt to get his guns out in the episode. <laughs> He hasn't done too much. Mm. In fact, there were one of the scenes we actually asked the director, why am I here? Because I ain't got any lines. <laughs> Make it look heavy. You know, he'd rather be golfing if he's not required to actually talk. <laughs> I'm sure he gets a royalty for the episode anyway, if he's in it or not. Oh, yeah. Regular cast member, he gets paid regardless. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Can you feel the tension and the drama as the two stories overlap? Chevron 6 encoded. Not yet, Walter! Not yet! Halting dialing sequence. You can do that? Uh, yeah, well, they must have, yeah. It's probably somewhere they couldn't do with DHD. Mm. Yeah, you'd think it'd reset after a couple of minutes and not yeah. take off. Now! Resuming dialing sequence. Chevron 7 blocked. Here we go. Whee! Nicely timed. Oh dear. <laughs> oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> Charging at 200. Clear. <gasps> okay, our little visit to another galaxy is going to bring the downfall of the human race and kill two innocent people. Yeah. Three if you can't vanish. A good day for the SGC. <laughs> yep. Yeah. General Landry. Did it work? Tell us, General, tell us. I'm glad you heard the microphone open, otherwise I'm pretty sure you won't be able to hear him. <laughs> Dr. Lamb says that Daniel and Vala have regained consciousness. 
Well done. See, that's what I'm talking about. You just sit there talking behind the glass. <laughs> yeah, it's a little thing like that. Uh, recruitment time. We need more priors. Now, if you were taken up there, you'd think, I'm either going to get a medal or they're going to kill me. Yeah. I imagine this is the first time he's been up here. You have served the R.I. well. I bow in humble account. Come and gaze upon the flames of enlightenment. Let its power wash over you. Yeah, step a little bit closer yeah. while I walk away. <laughs> That's normally not a good spot. <laughs> yeah, I can understand why they don't show the effect in progress. You know, that's probably a bit too expensive. Mm. The first new recruit for the Army of the Light. Great holy armies shall be gathered and trained to fight all who embrace evil. In the name of the gods, ships shall be built to carry our warriors out amongst the stars, and we will spread origin to all the unbelievers. The power of the Ori will be felt far and wide, and the wicked shall be vanquished. Hallowed are the Ori. Hallowed are the Ori. Nice look though, just changing the features, making them pale, put contacts in. Yep. Then walk around like a zombie. <laughs> yes, do not emote. <laughs> but the Dota is really heart and soul into this. <laughs> He's up there. Thank you. Had this all along. Well, that was a bit of an anticlimax, isn't it? Mm. General Landry is ready for us. What, is it time for a, a mission report? <laughs> we screwed up. So why is she not mocked up? So you think we should expect more of these priors to show up? I would be very surprised if they didn't. How? We know one came through the Stargate, but if their galaxy is so far away... I suspect the Ori have the power to make a lot of things happen. Still, for the priors, I think we can assume it's a one-way trip. <laughs> Don't think they have a problem with self-sacrifice. You think the ancients here in our galaxy will continue to stop the Ori from using their power to attack us directly? I hope so. But... So how do we fight these guys? And I mean the message as much as the men. They're totally right what they're saying. You know, there's going to be thousands of worlds without the uh, oversight of the Gwolds and other system lords and all fending for themselves. Probably a lot of trade is going to disappear as well. Mm. Whether you like the rule, they, they did keep the trains running on time. <laughs> proof of powerful beings is not proof of God. Well, I'm not saying it is. Look, just because we know there is some beings on a higher plane of existence than ourselves does not mean... There's not an order of being higher than them. At least I reckon that's what my grandma would say. And the universe is supposedly infinite. Which in my book makes it impossible to know everything. I mean... Yes, it's grandma. <laughs> Grandma's been quoted quite a bit in this episode. I had a grandma too. <laughs> uh, the American grandma. So, business as usual, sir. Let them bring it. We'll use our strengths against their weaknesses. That's a pretty good strategy for any kind of business you're in. Damn good line, that is. Yep. I'm glad you two are okay. Although, again, they don't quite know what to expect hey. at the moment. Mm. No doubt that's another mission report that'd make fascinating reading. Who's this, then? Hey. 
Wow, what the hell are you doing here? Hey! <laughs> uh, they got Richard to come in for one day to do a couple of scenes for this episode in Avalon. And I've got a little surprise for Mitchell. Oh, yeah, he loved the last one. The, uh, in fact, he didn't tell him that we were all moving on to different positions. Yeah. Sorry, you missed Daedalus. No, you're not. You're right. I'm not. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Listen, I uh, just had a briefing with Landry. Let's face it, when you get to dress up in a, a dress uniform like that, it looks nice and smart, why wouldn't you want to come in and get paid? Yeah. Sounds like it could be a problem. Well, been up against some pretty bad guys before. Yeah, not so pretty. Overdressed, yes. There's some tough situations. That we always won. Yeah, but didn't you feel that was because we had someone looking out for us? I don't think I would say this to anyone else, but for the first time, I'm scared. They do say a lot without saying a lot, don't mm. they? Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jack. Good on you, Jack. Real the moment. <laughs> Me too. All is right with the world. Mm. One last use of the Egyptian effects on his desk, too, probably. There's just something quite right about seeing Jack and Daniel on screen together. Yeah, man, this is good. Still a rush. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't get back on the horse sooner, except I really didn't think you could take one of these things for a joyride. Now, see, that's one of the great things about being a general. You pretty much get to do whatever you want. Well, I suppose after you've saved the world seven or eight times. Who's counting, huh? Teal. Who's counting? <laughs> Actually, he mentions it quite often. So, Mitchell, I hear you haven't picked out your team yet. I'm hoping I won't have to, sir. Why did General Landry say something about it, sir? He did. How are you going to tell me, sir? Surprise, and this is the first time he's been in an F-02 since the uh, battle. Thank you, sir. Do you mind if I kick in the afterburner, sir? Oh, please. Thank you, sir. Yeah, well, getting back in one after being seriously injured, suppose he just has faith in technology. <laughs> well, I remember in Top Gun, you know, we're... He'd get him back in the plane as soon as he can. Mm. You know, they ain't lost it. Yeah, post-traumatic stress and all that. Yeah. I noticed that they didn't use that rolling cloud effect on this. Mm. It's something that they have used uh, quite extensively before. Okay then, folks, that was Origin. It took us a little longer to record, mainly because Scarp kept dropping out. Hopefully, after you've listened to this, you won't have noticed anything and everything will be hunky-dory. Magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> The director, Brad Turner, he uh, worked on eight episodes of Stargate SG-1, six episodes of Stargate Atlantis, he also uh, directed episodes of The Transporter, 24, Hawaii Five-O, Andromeda, and a single episode of Battlestar Galactica. Must have been a poor episode. Well, you, that's how you get don't you? You, know, you get a lot of directors who come in and only just do one episode and go off to do something else. Mm. This episode, Origin, ended up being 11 minutes too long. A lot of Dr. Lindsay's scenes were cut out. He enjoyed the character especially after a little time on Avalon. <laughs> a little introduction. Yeah. They had pointed out that uncut, they had probably had enough material to do four episodes. Considering this was supposed to be a two-parter, expanded to three, they were probably going a bit far. Yeah, you did say during the Avalon part one that they'd sort of crammed a lot in the first couple of episodes to get us introduced to the Ori and sort of get them to the Milky Way and everything in between. Yeah. It went along quite nicely. 
And then again, went on, you know, are the benefiting this year from the extra guest stars are having. They were feeling a bit neglected because Stargate Atlantis had the, the whole new sets using the latest technology. Stargate SG-1 lagging behind, but I think they've kind of resolved that issue. <laughs> Considering this season wasn't given the green light until December, before it aired in July, quite remarkable what they've done. Mm. You get the feeling that budgets tend to shrink when you get to season nine. And it looks like they're making the most of the money. Excellent guest stars in this episode. And we'll see even more as the uh, season goes on. Yeah, well, guest stars and the CG still seems pretty good, so they've gone to their own in-house art department too by now, so I suppose there's a little bit of a saving there. Yeah, one thing in the commentary, I always say the commentary is worth listening to. I think I said during the episode, Robert C. Cooper and Jim Menard, they were talking about the barbecue scene, as they called it, the fire pit. <laughs> it was interesting to see how two different directors handled basically the same shot. And the first, Valor being burned to death, and in the second, Valor and Daniel in the pit. There was a couple of lines of dialogue between uh, Salis and Harrod at the end. Basically, a simple, I love you. They ended up cutting that mm. because they didn't want it to be confused with Valor and Daniel. Um, yep. Yeah. was weird. There was no dialogue in that scene whatsoever. No. Even between Daniel and Valor, there was nothing. Only Mitchell wore the SG-1 badge on his shoulder. Everybody else has landed SGC pack. And the quote from, I think it was Robert C. Cooper, Oh my God, Bo Bridges is on our set. <laughs> right then, folks, that was Origin. I hope you enjoyed it. I think even despite all the little technical issues, me and Brad had a decent time. Mm, no, it was good. Good little episode. Very dialogue-heavy. Daniel's got a lot of lines to say during it when he's doing his little talks with the um, prior and the docile. Yeah, like I said, it's not as if the spirit of his uh, dialogue hasn't been felt before. Mm. He's just going to have a more, more hands-on approach to dealing with the gods than he's, than he's had with the ancients. <laughs> right then, next week we return to Atlantis for the episode Runner, and we get a new actor for the series. Yep. A lot of the ladies will be quite pleased. <laughs> yep, finally some lady candy. Eye <laughs> candy for the ladies. That's not to criticise Joe or David or... Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. He's gone. Jason Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> He's a world apart. <laughs> mm, say what you will about his current acting career. He's, he does a good job here, so... Conan wasn't bad. It was a decent little action adventure. Yeah, but... It, it's not a role that, you know, promotes acting. But it come under the same problem as Total Recall, Robocop, and maybe these new Stargate movies as well. It shouldn't have been called Conan. Could have been something entirely different and still been a good movie. Yeah. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Okay, we've got a little bit of Facebook feedback for The Intruder. There's only Brad and me here, so we'll be reading all the posts out. Do you want to start, Brad? I won't comment on all the screen caps this week, so it doesn't fill the feed. Alan posted, fill the feed, Brad, fill the feed. Heard you back on Tuesday. Welcome. That was a fun episode. Gate Tech Alpha 6 posted, it was a great bottle episode with some fine CGI character moments. Although we do get a mention of a previous discussion topic, Paul's cousin seeing his video from Letters from Pegasus, so there goes that thought. Since the writers have to come up with ways tech isn't always there to help us, it would have been nice to see the Daedas actually get into the Wraith's hands and the Atlantis expedition have to go and get it back. Yes, the Wraith would have learned where Earth is, which is inevitable, but as we found out later, getting there is the hard part. Easy access to airlocks, lack of air drag in a space dogfight, and a virus that can listen and understand human language and thought processes are all nitpicks for this episode, but don't detract from the nice transition episode earlier in the season. 
As for everyone arriving in the Atlantis gate room, I think the most probable explanation is the Daedalus beamed everyone there as it acts as a better disbursement location than one of the piers. 50 people getting off the ship, then waiting in line for a transporter to take three to five away at a time. Sounds like a typical day at the airport. <laughs> I replied, beaming down makes some sense, assuming the Daedalus is on a schedule. But the top of the tower, even with transporter devices, still, at least to me, seems strange. Yes, well, thinking about it, you still have a large group of people in a single area. Nowhere near their living quarters, except for where. I guess Atlanta's commander must have accommodations in the tower somewhere. Gate Tech Off 6 responded, Looking at Atlantis and the way it's built, there isn't much room anywhere for mass people movement. No streets or such. All pedestrian traffic seems to be the long corridors or the transporters. It's weird, though. There must be some large expanses of the city ground level that are void of structures so the Daedalus could land. Even though in Siege 2 we see it seem to hover between two piers over the water. Wasn't aware we had hover anti-grav capabilities yet. I replied, The Prometheus launched and landed vertically. It may not be the natural state, power consumption, etc., but I doubt the Daedalus class had that option removed. Gate replied, Yeah, two rear thrusters had the ability to make Prometheus have BTO capabilities. The energy released to not only lift a vessel of its size off the ground, but to control its descent and touch down in atmosphere must be enormous. I do like the sound effect of the Prometheus low into land, though. Such a distinctive sound powering down. And I finished up with, not to mention in the title shot Mark used... For this post, Rodney's been to the Daniel Jackson School of in-between season gym work. Yeah, quite right. The guy has got muscles. Yeah, it seems to be his turning point in this episode. He sort of moves away from being the, the useless scientist to sort of like Daniel did in season six, sort of into the more action man. Well, yeah, when when he first walked into Weir's office, you know, in the George Lee shirt, you know, he, he looked good. He looked but, like he'd been working out. He lost a bit of weight and put a bit of muscle on. But then later you see Dr. Beckett is wearing that same sort of tight shirt they've all been they've all, they've all been making themselves eye candy for the women that was the feedback and we would love to hear from you directly or via the social media portals the gatecast uses contact details will be following but for now let's talk about celebrating our 200th episode which is only a month or so away we've got to have a little competition and with the hiccups we had last time it'll be a little more streamlined i'll handle everything that way things won't get lost in the mix so to speak the competition is aimed at our listeners, so despite 700 plus Twitter followers and additional Facebook and G plus users, our downloads via iTunes and Stitcher etc. are significantly lower, and we want to make sure our friends who take the time to listen have the best chance of winning. So for the next four weeks there will be a short audio clip recorded by one of the guys in the background. Important to the overall operation, but just a guy that makes it possible for the SG teams to do their jobs. The brief clip from his personal log will relate to a particular event or episode, if you will. And if you can figure which of the episodes his log refers to, then send us an email, gatecastpodcast.gmail.com, titled Competition, and when the four weeks are over, I'll draw out the winner, who has all four correct. Or maybe even three, or two, or one, depending how difficult I make the references. So, four clips relating to four episodes of Stargate SG-1 or SGA that have been already discussed in an episode of Gatecast. The prizes, well, let's see, we have a couple of Cliff Simon CDs, and the unimaginative but oh-so-useful gift cards from iTunes or Amazon. They're ideal, especially for overseas listeners. If we get enough entries, then I guess we could offer two prizes. Spread the goodies around. Here is the first log entry. So, my first night off base in a month, and I really fancied something other than the SGC canteen specials. 
although to be honest I do like their jello. I shared a ride into town with one of the gate technicians. We were not in the restaurant for more than five minutes before the fight started. I got caught in the face by a civilian who quite literally came flying out of nowhere. Laura and I both decided not to stick around and see what the other guy looked like. So after getting fixed up by Fraser, who I was surprised was on duty at that time of night, we went to the canteen. Some mashed potatoes and stew. It was not great, but the company made it more than worthwhile. There you go, folks. That's the first clip. If you know what it is, send us uh, an email and you'll be in the draw. If you do want to get in touch with us for any other reason, here are the details. We always get a warm and fuzzy feeling when we get some feedback on the show, so if you'd like to send us something, then please do so. We'll endeavour to include it in the next show, or relevant show if that's more appropriate. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, and we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast, and we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. All right then, I hope you can join us next week for Runner. Until then, take care, everybody. I've been Mike, and I've been Brad. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.